Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I am passionate about teaching you how to save time and how to save money. And one of my favorite things that we do on this show is have conversations with people who live different lives, who budget differently, save money differently, accept frugality in a different way, are paying off debt in a different way, because we don't all have to adhere to the same money rules. So if you're ready for a grace-filled money discussion, you have come to the right place. Hello, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm also thrilled to be sitting down today and having a conversation with my internet pal, Keely. I always get excited to have guests because as a mom to lots of young children, it is exciting to talk to another grown-up. And today we're discussing how to have an amazing wedding on a budget. Keely got married in 2019 and they had a budget of around $10,000. And we're talking about how she stuck to it, how she spent money on the things that were important to her and cut corners on the things that weren't. And that is sort of my frugal philosophy is that I spend money on the things that matter to me. And I don't spend money on the things that I don't find important. And so everyone is going to have different priorities and that's cool. So let's jump into our conversation. I'm excited today to have my internet friend Keely here. Keely and I, um, we've been like chatting for a few years now on Instagram, right? Yeah. So tell yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is Keely. I make YouTube videos. Um, and TikToks about like home decor, DIYs and a budget, like motherhood. I have three kids. Um, I have a 10 year old, a six year old and a four month old. And then I have a husband who is literally never here. Um, He works away in Texas for several weeks at a time. So I share a lot of content about that as well. Like what it's like to, you know, kind of solo mom it for most of the time. So. And your day in the life. Instagrams and TikToks, those little like one minute videos you put up are my favorite. Um, she tracked her pregnancy. So she'd be like 21 weeks pregnant and this is how it went. And it was like my favorite show. <laughs> well, that's so good to hear. I always like to hear what people think. And I'm always like, I hope this is entertaining. I don't know. They're fine. So, I'd rather pay, pay attention to that than my own life. But um, <laughs> you got married in 2019, correct? Yeah. Yep. And we're going to talk about how you did that on a, a pretty slim budget. What was your wedding budget? Um, so I think we tried, honestly, we didn't really set a budget at the beginning. We kind of were like, we just want to do this for as cheaply as possible. And so I kind of set a budget for each thing instead of like overall. Um, we ended up spending right around 10000 I think, for our, our whole wedding, including everything. So and the pictures were beautiful on Instagram because I followed you way back then. I followed you. Yes. I think since like I was pregnant with Jesse. So probably 2016. Oh um, gosh. Cause I think, Long time ago. yeah, you had just had your youngest daughter. Yeah. Um, started following you. Um, and so I followed along with your wedding and you got married outdoors, right? I did. So we got married our venue. We had an inside venue and then it had like a deck. Um, so we got married like outside on the deck and then the reception was inside so it was all in one spot which was nice (laughs) so you said you set a budget per item can you talk to me a little bit about that yeah so when I went I will to preface a little bit I worked in weddings for a really long time so 
I had quite an extensive knowledge about like what you actually needed at a wedding because I'd seen so many. And to tell you the truth, when you're the bride, it feels like the wedding is so overwhelming and you'll never get it all done. But truthfully, weddings are all the same. Every single one of them that I've ever worked has the exact same things. Whether they spend a lot of money on it or not, it's all the same. You need food, you need a dress, you need, you know, drinks and you need clothing for everyone and a place to have it. Like really the rest of it is kind of up to you, but there's just like specific things you actually need. So what I did was I kind of went through and was like, what, what are the like non-negotiable things that I absolutely have to have? Obviously a venue, a dress, clothes for everybody, um, a DJ, you know, whether you want photography or videography. And I just kind of set a budget for each one of those things. Um, so our family helped us um, a little bit. So one suggestion I would make would be definitely ask your family ahead of time if they're willing to help at all. Right. Uh, but, you know, we kind of went through and we were like, for the venue, how much can we spend on that one thing and make it doable? And then once I kind of had an idea of how much we wanted to spend on each thing, I kind of went through and I was like, is this doable? Yes or no? Do I need to change some things as I go or whatever? Because each thing is just like such a monumental amount that it's almost nice to be like, okay, I can do this much for the venue and this much for the dress and this much kind of see where your money's going. Good tip. Um, I think that sometimes we can get lost in the minutia of everything that has to yeah. get done. Um, and so I think it's really important to pare down on what is the most important to you and what's not. For sure. It is overwhelming. What were some dream concepts that you had to let go of or were there any? Um, so obviously I think everyone's to have like a stress-free wedding and they don't want to have to do anything on their wedding day or like before they just dream of like just being so relaxing but if you're going to do it on a budget that's just frankly not the case <laughs> like mm -hmm. you're going to end up working on your wedding day um so that was kind of something I had to like wrap my head around was like I'm not going to have this beautiful airy morning in the bridal suite like I'm going to be putting out centerpieces and decorating and things like that um the night before my wedding after a rehearsal I was making my own flower arrangements to try to save money but you know, so it was just kind of, that was one of the things that I was like, okay, just, I got to separate myself from this like grand idea of it being the most relaxing, amazing day, like half of it's going to be work. Um, but that was totally worth it. And then also, um, I also made concessions a little bit on like photography, because for me, obviously, videography was a little bit more important than photos. So I had to figure out how it's going to make that work. And I actually had a friend come and do all the photography before the ceremony and then after during the reception and so I only hired a photographer for like the actual ceremony and like the bridal portraits and the family pictures and stuff like that so that saves the money there so let's go back to your flowers did you how did you handle that did you use real flowers fake flowers did you bulk order tell me a little bit about that so I did use real flowers and I bulk ordered them from Sam's Club um Love it. yeah so you can pick um, like online on Sam's Club. I just went through and I ordered, you know, basic flowers. My style is pretty simple. So I did white flowers and then like a lot of greenery. Um, so I ordered, you know, whatever, honestly, whatever their cheapest white flowers were, because truthfully, nobody's going to be staring at your centerpieces. So as long as you have something, it'll do, you know, mm -hmm. like people get really caught up in like the fine details of whether they have, you know, roses or whatever but nobody cares I mean truthfully in the, in the long run like as long as it looks nice like it'll be fine so I ordered like 
whatever the most inexpensive one that I could get the most of and had it delivered on the morning of my rehearsal. So then I just went through and, you know, cut them all like you would a bouquet from the grocery store, put them in five gallon buckets and then took them to the venue the morning of the wedding and just put them all together in the centerpieces. Did you let people take them home with them? Yeah. So, I mean, because they were Sam's Club flowers, they didn't last like super great. Like obviously if I was a floral person, I would probably know how to make them last better. But um, yeah, most of them either like, you know, our family took or whatever, because some people stayed after to like help us clean up. So I was just like, whatever you want to do with them, I don't care. Just like, get them out of here. Just get them out of here. They were just, it was really inexpensive though. I mean, it was kind of a lot when you're chopping hundreds of flowers the night before your wedding. But again, a um, florist is thousands and thousands of dollars. And that cost me under 500 probably to get all my flowers. I made my own bouquet, the bridesmaids bouquets, the boutonnieres, all of it. Well, you're so talented. You, uh, Kelly does a lot of DIY how-to videos. If that is your thing, I highly recommend checking out her, her channel, her YouTube channel and her Instagram. Um, you're very creative. I, I just thought, <laughs> I think you could do it though. Like I try to tell that to people though, like honestly just watch like a couple of videos about like how to make a bouquet and I just got some floral wire and some tape like I I just kind of decided to wing it I don't know like it came out okay a couple of the bridesmaids bouquets did kind of wilt but we made it it was fine (laughs) well and also think about when you go to a wedding what do you remember from the wedding is it the flowers exactly exactly that's my point when I talk about like having done so many weddings, like you kind of realize that like a lot of it is not that memorable. Like your people aren't there like staring at your bouquets or your flowers. They're there to see you get married. So they're not going to judge you really if you have carnations instead of roses or something. They're going to remember the highlights from the ceremony. They're going to remember dancing at your reception and like what a fun party it was. Yeah. I don't remember those finite details of my own wedding, let alone anybody else's. Um, but I really think it's interesting because you have a background in the hospitality industry. Yeah. How that kind of colored your view of the wedding. Um, oh, yeah. I think it helped some ways. <laughs> so what was your favorite thing that you did? Oh, um, we actually, one of my favorite things is that we actually had a taco bar for our food. Um, so my husband and I got engaged in Mexico and we've like always bonded over the fact that we like love tacos, love Mexican food. And so we had a taco bar instead of like a plated dinner Mm -hmm. and it was really fun. It was like a great atmosphere for, you know, food because everybody loves tacos and Mexican food. And also it was extremely inexpensive because tacos are cheap. So we had, you know, chicken and beef, I think. And then it was tortillas and toppings and then chips and salsa that we bought from Chili's. So it was just like, but Chili's chips and salsa is like elite. Are so good. <laughs> right. They're so They're good. And so everyone's like, these are chips. <laughs> yeah. That's why we were like thinking, we were like, we want to do chips and salsa. Where could we get like really good chips and salsa? And we were like, Chili's. And it was so inexpensive because Chili's doesn't cater weddings. Like they don't care where you're taking it. <laughs> If they we go in and we're like, we need so right. I would would redo my wedding just for that. Honestly, I walked in and I was like, I need chips and salsa for a hundred people, and they were like, what? (laughs) It's like, I mean, like, how do you charge for that? They were just like, 
about a hundred dollars. I don't know. Um, if you had to go back and do things again, what is something that you would do differently? Um, so it's not really budget related, but I honestly think I bought my dress too early. So my mom wanted to buy my dress. She came down, she, um, she lived pretty far away from where we lived in Florida. And so she came down and she wanted to take me dress shopping. And I bought a dress that weekend that she was there. And in hindsight, by the time it made it to my wedding, I didn't really love it as much as I did when I bought it. So, I mean, I guess that could be like a budget tip too. Like don't buy things too early so you don't have to rebuy them. But I didn't rebuy my dress. I wore it, but I wish I would have liked it more at the time. So I think you should wait. <laughs> That's what I would have done differently. I understand that. My tip would be ignore trends because I got married in the early yes. 2000s because I'm an old lady and <laughs> I wore a big strapless dress because that is what she wore back then, a big right. strapless dress. And I, I didn't feel pretty. And yeah. when I look back at pictures, all I can remember is like pulling the dress up constantly. And I think, why did yeah. I do that? I, because my style's never been trendy. It's always been more classic. And so I wish I had yeah. gone for something like a sheath dress with sleeves or maybe a shorter dress with an A-line hem. I don't know. I just, that's my biggest regret. And that's kind of sad for your biggest regret to be your dress. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Like uh, my wedding dress is still sitting in my closet, obviously. And we spent all this money on it because my mom really wanted to buy it for me, which was super nice. But at the time I was like, I just want to buy a cheap dress from like Lulu's, for example, has like super cute, very inexpensive white long dresses. And I was mm -hmm. like, that would be perfect. She wanted to buy it for me. Um, so I found this dress that I really liked. But then by the time I got to my wedding, I was like, I don't, I mean, I, I liked it. It was pretty, but I, I was like, ah, I wish I would have like waited a little bit longer and picked something because obviously your style evolves even over like a year's time. So I wish I would have waited. <laughs> were you engaged for a while? Yeah, we were engaged for over like 18 months, I think, which is, yeah. a, I mean, a fair amount of time. But that's a long so. time to plan a wedding. Yeah, yeah. We were, we wanted it to be in the summer. So we waited quite a while. And then we all, we worked a ton and obviously yeah. we needed to save up to be able to pay for it. So we just waited a while. <laughs> That's good though, that you did take your time. You did save and you didn't end up going into debt over your wedding. So what would you tell a bride trying to plan a wedding today on a slim budget? So I have a ton of tips. I have, Go for it. I have so many things. Okay. So the first one would be to find a venue that allows you to hire your own vendors or like do things yourself. So there's two different types of wedding venues. One is gonna be one that has like specific caterers and specific, um, you know, like for example, a country club, they're gonna say like, you have to use our catering, you have mm -hmm. to use our bartenders, that kind of thing. And there's other venues that are just the venue and they'll allow you to pick your own vendors. And some of them will even allow you to like stock your own bar, which is what was super important for me because I knew to save money, being we were bartenders by trade like that's what I've done for a good portion of my life so I was like I want to be able to stock my own bar so that way it'll be a lot cheaper getting an open bar for 100 people is very expensive if you can't stock your own bar so that would be my number one tip is to find a venue that will allow you to kind of do your own thing and bring in your own stuff and hire your own people so we hired our own vendor all of our own vendors we um, hired our own bartenders. We stocked our own bar. We also hired like friends of friends to be like servers. So we didn't have to use any specific company mm -hmm. or anything. Um, we were able to kind of like P 
piece together our food. So we had a friend who like helped cook all the food and bring it in. And then we had, um, you know, uh, like we did our own flowers and we did all of that. So I think that was like a huge money saver is that we were able to do all of those things ourselves. Um, so that would be like my number one tip. And also to like explore places that aren't normally wedding venues. So I used to work at like, um, I used to work at Bonefish Grill. So it's like a polished casual type Ooh. restaurant, but it looks pretty nice inside. And we actually had weddings there um, more often than you would think probably. So at least a couple of times a year, I, I, I did a whole wedding there. And um you would be surprised by how inexpensive it is to have your wedding at a place like a restaurant or a place that doesn't normally like have weddings and they'll really go above and beyond. Like we would go so far above and beyond for these weddings because they didn't happen that often and they would be so inexpensive. So kind of like off the beaten path places that you wouldn't really think to go have a wedding, like a nice restaurant or, you know, a, I've seen people do it at like aquariums and museums yeah. and places like that, where like, it's just a different venue than you would think. So it's less, much less expensive and they give you a lot more freedom. You can get your cake from the grocery store. Yes. Uh, Publix oh. has. Yes. The, okay. Hold on. Let me jump in real quick. Cause I got some stuff to say no, about some things. Um, a couple of things. Yeah. We're going to circle back to Publix because Publix cakes, if you live in the Southeast and have access to a Publix <laughs> and you are not using Publix, you are living wrong. Um, but there's a girl I follow on Instagram and TikTok, Vivian and her, her handle is your rich BFF and she gives investment advice, budgeting advice. She's amazing. And she's getting married soon and she's only having 80 people at her wedding, but she wants a five tiered wedding cake. And she was talking about how expensive that's going to be. And her baker said, no, no, no. The bottom two layers are cake. The rest of it is a dummy cake that they frost and decorate. And it saves so much money. Now at my wedding, my mom made, we have, we had a black forest cake. She made the cake. We had a cake that we cut. And then of course we did the whole like sheet cake in the back situation. Right. Yeah. Nobody's cut it out. If you want to do a whole cake, go to Publix or I mean, Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club also do this, get a plain white cake and get like different sizes. You can stack it yourself. They'll stack it for you if you really want, like if you're really kind of scared, but <laughs> you can get them separately or together and then add your flowers, like mm -hmm. fresh flowers onto it and boom, you have a cake. Like, yeah. and it looks beautiful and it's fine. Um, a point about the dummy cake. So quick little story. When I was working as um, in events at this really fancy restaurant or this really fancy resort, um, we had someone do that and they didn't tell our banquet leader that oh, no. bought the bottom part of the cake was made out of styrofoam and so he's like standing there like trying to cut it and he didn't know that it was styrofoam oh, and he's no. looking at me, I'm I'm in charge and he's looking at me with like this ghost white face in the middle of this wedding going like what is going on and none of us knew so if you do that it's a great money saver but please tell your event staff <laughs> because that was he was so embarrassed and he's just sitting there and he's like holding this knife and the cake just like ghost white biggest eyes like deer in the headlights what do I do this is such an expensive wedding and this cake is made out of styrofoam <laughs> I also saw that some bakers will do because you know people save part of their cake in the freezer for their anniversary yes which is so odd yeah. to me I'm sorry 
um, but they'll make you a separate cake for later. Like they give you a voucher and you come back and they make you a tiny little cake. And I think that's cute. I, I bet it's so cute. I actually left the top of our cake in our freezer when we moved. So someone opened up the freezer and the people who bought our house opened up the freezer and our wedding cake was in it. So it's Surprise. great for them. <laughs> Surprise. Um, okay. So another thing is you can buy everything used, like the little votive mm -hmm. holders, the vases, all of that. I bought it all secondhand and then I resold it for the exact same amount I bought it for. Oh, <laughs> so wow. if you can find, yeah, I mean like the resale value on things like that is pretty decent and you're, you're only using them for a day. I mean, like as long as you have however many, you know, you can sell, resell them for very close. So never buy like a lantern or a candle holder new, like there are Facebook groups actually where people sell their wedding stuff. Like they're all of their little signs and all of that stuff. So you can look for those and get things for super inexpensive or a marketplace or whatever. Cause that's really, really a huge thing to save money on. Um, hire someone, you know, to be the efficient. We actually hired like one of our regulars that we knew from bartending to be our efficient. And she was like a pastor, but she, um, she officiated our wedding for like much less expensive than we would have had to pay someone. The one thing you don't want to skip on is a day of coordinator. Um, yes. That's like a life-changing thing. Yes. <laughs> gotta have that. You, yes. You gotta it, have as much as you love your family and friends, there will be people <laughs> who have opinions and it is great to have someone who is not you smooth over those situations. Yeah. You got to have somebody be like the voice of authority in a situation like that. Cause you don't want to have to do that as the bride. So somebody has got to tell the people to line up and where to go and when to go. And it doesn't need to be you. So if there's one thing you spend that. money on, it's that. So yeah. my wedding coordinator was my cousin and she, she's, when I say my cousin, she's my mother's cousin who is significantly older than my mother. So she's in her like 80s or 90s now um, but she also made my dress because she was a seamstress and she did wedding wow. coordination and her husband officiated like so it was a whole a whole thing there you go um, but she was amazing because the last thing that you want to do on your wedding day is be answering people's questions another thing is limit your guest list mm -hmm. if you haven't talked to somebody in like two years they don't need to come I don't care if it's going to hurt somebody's feelings like you you have to, a lot of the places, you know, if you do choose a venue that charges per person, then, you know, you would have to pay for them. But also, even if you're not like, you don't need to say hi to like your great, great aunt Marge, who you haven't seen in like two years or 20 years or whatever. Like it's not necessary. People think that they need to invite everybody and they really do not <laughs> just, and it, it balloons out of control quickly. Yeah. It'll be like, Oh, I got to invite this person I knew when I was five years old. And no, you do not. No, nope. You'll be okay. <laughs> That's a people were like throwing names at me the whole time. They're just like, hey, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, oh no. Um, so the other thing would be like to consider doing a restaurant instead of a caterer. I kind of touched on this earlier, but it's a lot more cost effective um to pick a restaurant that doesn't normally do catering. And you can also ask the restaurant like to purchase things from them directly. Like um, even your linens, like a lot of restaurants can order linens for you. And if you're using them for catering, they'll let you borrow linens, um, like serving utensils, stuff like that. Like a lot of restaurants will have those things available. Um, all your drinks, your mixers for your bar, if you're stocking your own bar, that kind of thing, you can order and get a pretty good deal on from a restaurant if you're using them for catering. And then 
the last year would just be to make your own invitations and then have them printed mm -hmm. instead of like ordering fancy ones you can go on etsy or canva or something like that and design your own or purchase an already designed you know thing and um, just print them at walgreens everyone's gonna throw it away nobody's gonna remember what it looked like the only one who cares is you so let yeah. it go you just have to be realistic that like a lot of the things that you do that mean a lot to you people might not remember so you know just try to put that into perspective yeah. when you're spending money on it that a lot of it just gets thrown away so you don't you need know, a folder that opens and a butterfly flies out like <laughs> right yeah you you don't need place cards you don't need all of those little you know things that you would have to pay extra for it's just not necessary <laughs> and then the last tip i would have would be to make sure you budget for any of the, like the little extras like for example tips um that was a mistake i made and you want to tip like all your vendors obviously mm -hmm. um it's common to even tip your photographer and your videographer and your bartenders and your servers and anybody, your DJ, all the people that came that day, you want to tip. And so I made the mistake of not really thinking about that. And I was opening up wedding cards and handing money out of my wedding cards to people to give them tips that night, because we just didn't have any cash. We didn't think yeah. about it. We were like, oh man, we need to tip these people and we're leaving tomorrow on our honeymoon. So I was just literally like in the bridal suite, like opening up cards, pulling out hundreds, like to hand people like fifties and I mean, in, in hindsight, I should have thought about that because I've been in service. I've been in service, but it's just not something I thought about. So make sure somebody has some cash. Yes. And um, give that envelope to your wedding coordinator and let them handle it. So have yes, that envelope like, handed over to the coordinator and they will deal with that for you. Exactly. And then also another little like thing I didn't budget for that I wish I would have thought about was um, event insurance. So that's like a random expense. So yeah, that's just keep those little things in mind that like whatever your venue might require, like insurance wise. So in total, how much did you spend on your big day? Um, we were right at around ten thousand, I think. That's great. Um, with our venue being like the most expensive because we wanted to get married close to the water and the venue was really beautiful and probably the most expensive part. But um and then the videography would be like a close second because that was one of the things I didn't want to skimp on. Here you are three years later, four years later, and you're not having to still pay off your wedding. So, right. Good yes. job. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy about that. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways to, you know, kind of do it on a budget. It just takes a little bit of effort for sure. Keely, where can we find you? I am on TikTok, Instagram, um, YouTube, and then I also have Facebook. So, it's all Keely Rainbow on everything, and I'm super easy to find because I have the same username across the board. Um, Smart. So, yeah, that's where I'll be. And I will leave links to everything where you can connect with her in the show notes. And thank you for listening to our conversation and hanging out with us today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit of a different topic, but I try to cover a variety of topics because I have a variety of listeners and each of you just means the world to me. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you to every single one of you who has left a review. That is how people find the show. If you are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, you can swipe over the artwork and leave a review. And you can connect with me at Lydia Sin on Instagram and YouTube and frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast, where you will hear this 
and any episode that you might have missed. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat soon.